Indeed, last week we talked about the subject of play, and today, as the game might have hinted to you, we talk about the subject of rest. And how fitting it is to have a retired person speaking on the subject of rest, because, of course, a retired person is an expert on the topic. Rest can be a difficult subject. Don't you think it's odd how often when you ask someone, how are you going? How's your day going? How often the answer is, oh, I'm busy. I'm so busy. I remember a rather awkward conversation I had once um, riding in a lift with one of the specialist doctors at the hospital where I was working, and he, of course, asked that question, are you having a busy day? And I tried to express to him that in my role as a chaplain, I try not to be busy because I want to be able to have time for people. And honestly, he looked at me as if I'd just landed from Mars. You know, to say, I'm not busy, what is that? So I want to acknowledge the subject of rest might be difficult. Some of us have extremely demanding jobs. Some of us perhaps can be summoned into action any time by a ping on your phone. How do you rest if that's you? For some, serious anxiety interferes with rest and sleep. How do you rest if you're the parent of a young baby? If you're a carer for someone with a severe disability? or someone with advanced dementia. Or, for all we know, maybe you're watching, you're watching online this morning because you slept in, uh, because you couldn't get to sleep very well last night. Well, you're welcome to. <laughs> so if you feel the pressure of being too busy and it, it just seems too hard to take time for rest, I really don't want this message to be just another burden, just another demand on you about what you ought to be doing. So what does the scripture say to us on the subject of rest? Is it simply as obvious as saying, well, look, when your electronic or electrical devices run down, you recharge them. When you, so to speak, run down with tiredness, you need to rest. Or does rest have some bigger meaning in the context of Christian faith? Well, the Bible does talk about rest in various ways. We read on the, about the first page of the Bible that God rested after he created. We read, as was hinted at in the game, there's the command in the Ten Commandments about the day of Sabbath rest. In the Old Testament, when God was taking his people Israel into the promised land, often the phrase is used that he was giving them rest in the land. And there are a couple of Psalms that talk about finding rest in God. So what do we do with all of that? Well, I'd like to highlight three things about rest in the context of biblical faith. Um, here's the first one. Rest is a gift for finite creatures. A gift from God for finite creatures. From time to time, you can hear famous people boast about how little rest, how little sleep they need, about how they can work 16 and 18-hour days and they're fine. And the message in that seems to be rest and sleep are for weaklings, for losers. Well, I found some great wisdom uh, in, a, in a book. You might be able to see the cover on the screen called You're Only Human. 
how your limits reflect God's design and why that's good news. Um, And in a way, that title says it all. (laughs) You're only human. How your limits reflect God's design and why that's good news. The writer reflects on the fact that we are creatures. We are finite. We have limitations. Our creator has made us with bodies that need food, rest, sleep. We are not just bigger versions of those little robots that you used to, little battery robots that you used to see in the advertisements for energizer batteries and they just keep going and going and going and never seem to need to stop. Our limitations are actually part of that creation about which God said it's very good. It's a gift of our loving creator for us finite creatures. And you can see its importance from the fact that one of the ten commandments that God gave his ancient people, Israel, was a command to rest. The Sabbath rest, one day in seven. I'm not going to go into more detail about that. I'm aware that Christians disagree somewhat about exactly how that Sabbath command applies to believers under New Testament faith. My point is, our loving creator has provided for our limitations. He calls us to rest. And I love how Jesus said, the Sabbath was made for mankind, not mankind for the Sabbath. In other words, the command to rest, God's command to rest, was a good gift for our benefit. It was not an imposition, just another thing on your to-do list. And all of this tells us rest and sleep are not just for weaklings. To take times of rest, to seek good sleep, is to submit to the reality that we are finite creatures This is how God has made us. And this also has something to say on the subject of self-care. I don't know whether in your context, wherever you find yourself, whether you're familiar with people talking about self-care. I guess there are particular occupations where people talk about it a lot. Occupations where where people give a lot emotionally in caring for others. People like nurses or paramedics or counsellors, even pastors. And, and so people talk about self-care and things like rest, taking holidays, taking time for activities that, that refresh you. And I think some Christians seem suspicious of self-care. They worry that it's selfish, self-indulgent. Well, if we believe rest is a gift of our loving creator... For us finite creatures, I believe we'll say self-care is not selfish. On the contrary, to set aside time for rest, refreshment, restoration, honours the way that God has made us. I remember talking to a colleague who um, was working in a very demanding role as a pastoral carer in an aged care facility. She said, you can't give what you don't have. You need to recharge so you can give. Now, I'm not going to try to tell you how you can make this happen in your life, how you need to go about carving out time for rest. And I can't tell you what, exactly what to do with your times of rest. What will refresh and recharge you might be different from what helps me. But just one thing I notice in the scriptures The scriptures often connect a day of rest 
with the gathering together of God's people for worship and teaching and encouragement. And that has been a common Christian custom over the years. Really what I'm trying to highlight here is what's in the title of that book. You are only human. And your limits are part of God's design. And that's good news. Here's the second thing. You can sleep because God never does. There's something humbling about sleep. You might be the smartest business person or the most creative artist or the most inspiring teacher, but you need to sleep. And when you are asleep, you are not achieving anything more than a sleeping newborn baby. You are vulnerable and defenceless. You're not in control. When you sleep, you're not earning your income, you're not providing for your family, you're not maintaining your house, you're not looking after your veggie garden, you're not keeping an eye on your investments. But for us who by faith are children of God, this experience... Sorry. (laughs) This experience of humility can be an expression of trust in our Heavenly Father. We can say... He is awake and active. He is not asleep. While I sleep, he is still running the world. While I sleep, he is still working out his loving purposes for me. While I sleep, he is still able to sustain and protect me and the people that I love. What a relief. I can rest and sleep because I know God is on the job. You've probably had times in your life when... The only way you could afford to go to bed and feel that you could sleep was because someone else was awake and keeping watch for you. So, for instance, one partner sits up with a a sick child so the other partner can get some sleep. Or there are visitors arriving from overseas in the middle of the night and someone needs to stay up so they can go and pick them up. If someone is awake and on duty, you can sleep in peace. And in a similar way, children of God can say, my heavenly father is awake and on duty. I can sleep in peace. And I don't run the world. So I'm not indispensable. I don't need to be awake and alert all the time. God runs the world. He is awake and alert. A couple of the psalmists expressed this. Psalm 4 verse 8 In peace I will lie down and sleep, for you alone, Lord, make me dwell in safety. And then Psalm 121, speaking of God, He will not let your foot slip. He who watches over you will not slumber. Indeed, he who watches over Israel will neither slumber nor sleep. Now, as I said, I acknowledge for some people... Getting to sleep and staying asleep is a a big problem. It can be a real health problem. So uh, please don't mishear me. I am not saying, well, if only you had more faith, you'd sleep better. But there is a precious truth here. God's children do have good reason to be able to rest in peace without crippling fear. You can sleep because God, your heavenly Father, never does. You can sleep because he is running the world. He does not need you to be on duty 24-7. One more perspective on what the Bible says about rest. There's a kind of rest that's 
that's bigger than an hour with your favourite book or your favourite hobby, a rest that's bigger than a good night's sleep. I'm talking about what came up in the Bible reading that Anna shared with us. I'm talking about the rest that Jesus gives. It's in Matthew, not Luke, Matthew chapter 11, verse 28. Jesus says, Come to me, all you who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and humble in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. Come to me, all who are weary and burdened. We might ask, what's, what's the weariness? What are the burdens that he's talking about? It could be the weariness and the, the burdens and the anxiety and the pressures of life in general. In the context of Matthew's gospel, he might just be talking partly about the weariness and the burdens of religion. That is, trying to be good, trying hard to please God and feeling you fail, the burden of feeling you always have to get it right, or in Jesus' own context, the burdens that were laid on people by their religious leaders. Jesus invites any who are weary and burdened to come to him and he will give you rest. I take it this rest does not mean idleness or laziness. I think he's talking about the rest that is the security and peace of a relationship with him. This is rest or relief from guilt for your failures. It's rest from the burden of not being good enough. It's rest from feeling trapped by what you regret in your past. It's the rest of knowing you're welcomed and loved and forgiven by Jesus. Uh, what came to mind as I was um, thinking about these words of Jesus uh, as a picture of this is you're at work, you've got people for coming for dinner and you're thinking, oh no, when I finish work, I've got to shop, I've got to clean, I've got to cook, there's so much to do, I'm stressed. And then a message comes from your partner or your housemate who says, it's okay, it's all under control, I've done some shopping, I've planned a meal, I've cleaned the house, the, the dinner is in the oven, come home, have a rest. It's all been provided for you. And I think here talking about the rest that Jesus gives, we're very close to something that we meet in a couple of the Psalms. So Psalm 62, truly my soul finds rest in God. My salvation comes from him. Truly he is my rock and my salvation. He is my fortress. I will never be shaken. And sometime if you if you're keen, you might like to check out in the letter to the Hebrews in the New Testament, chapter 4, because there the writer says, we, we who believe in Jesus enter into God's Sabbath rest. Check that out another time. Well, wow, here we were perhaps thinking about rest, thinking maybe rest means having a little sleep after a big Sunday lunch, and we find in these words of Jesus that Rest is the ultimate destiny that God has for you. That is, having the rest that Jesus gives. As I said, this does not mean idleness. It doesn't mean laziness. This is the rest that is joy and contentment and peace with God. This is the rest that you find by taking up Jesus' invitation to come to him. 
coming to him and submitting to his yoke of guidance and leadership. Just as a farmer would put a wooden yoke on his oxen so he can direct them. But this is the yoke of him who is gentle and humble in heart. Coming to him as the master, the expert on life who can give you life with meaning and peace and joy and ultimate security. So I want to wind up now and say again, as I said at the start, if you feel that the burdens and demands and worries of life make it so it just feels too hard to think about rest and to get good rest, then the last thing I want is for this teaching about rest to be just another burden on you. So I wonder if I can um, gather up these themes from the scripture with, I suppose, an, an invitation or a reminder of God's gift, can you welcome rest as a gift of our loving creator, a gift that meets your need as a finite, limited, frail creature? Can you feel a confidence and contentment about finding times to rest and sleep because you know this is how the creator has made you? Because you know you're not indispensable. Because you know your heavenly father is always awake and running his world. Can you take hold for yourself of the psalmist's words of faith? In peace I will lie down and sleep, for you alone, Lord, make me dwell in safety. And have you found that precious rest that Jesus gives? He invites you to come to him with whatever your weariness, whatever your burdens may be, as I said, it's, it's not a matter of lying around in a hammock. But rest with Jesus means a security and a contentment in trusting him and following him because your past is dealt with, your past is forgiven, your future with him is secure, your present is rich with his presence and his love and his care. He said, come to me, all you who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and humble in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. Let's pray. <coughs> Heavenly Father, would you please help each of us to navigate this subject that can be challenging and frustrating and can feel burdensome. We acknowledge the very different circumstances we find ourselves in. We do thank you, dear Father, that you give us the gift of rest. Please enable each of us to work out what this means in our own life. And we thank you, dear Father, for the rest that Jesus promises. Thank you for this gift. We ask that you will grant it to each of us and that we will truly know the joy and the peace and the contentment of the rest that he gives. Amen. <clears throat>